Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Six Ways from Sunday podcast. This week, I've got another special guest. We're sitting down with a cup of tea, and I've got Corey Fuller, who's joining me in the studio. Uh, so, Corey, thank you so much for coming in. We, I know, I know that you've listened to a couple of the episodes of the of the Six Ways from Sunday podcast, so you you kind of understand what this is all about but it's also kind of new for you and i don't think you've ever been on a podcast before have you no that's no (laughs) so all new experience so the way this show works is we do an episode once a week and usually it's uh reverend robin king who is our minister at the bash united church and the pinocchio united church also usually robin is the one sitting down with me and and we'll have just a casual conversation over a cup of coffee um, for 30 or 40 minutes, and we often talk about um, whatever it is that he's going to be speaking about the coming Sunday right. uh, for in for his sermon, like whatever he's starting to kind of ruminate in his head and think about, and, and it kind of helps him flesh out his thoughts of what he wants to share in that message or in the sermon. But I've been really enjoying bringing different people on the show as guests as well. And last week, I was in Camrose and had a really fantastic conversation with a guy named Bill Harder. Uh, and I don't know if you would have heard that episode yet. No, we not just yet. put that up. No. So it's really great. You should check it out. Everyone listening, definitely check out last week's episode with Bill. Bill works with the Camrose Hospice Society. Oh, okay. And he he's the program coordinator there. But for, I think, uh, quite a few years now, his his work has been what he calls deep soul work of helping people through grief and grieving. Mm-hmm. So he will support people at, uh, at their bedside uh, for people who are actively dying in their final you know, days or, or hours of, of life. Um, but he also does one-on-one um, support with clients who are in grief, who are, who are suffering uh, through a catastrophic loss in their life. So we talked uh, about his work and we talked about um, some of the wisdom that he's gained from doing this uh, very challenging but important work uh, in his career. So um, uh, that's just one example. I think you did hear the episode that where we interviewed uh, Dr. Lutz yes, from Edmonton. Yeah, that was awesome. Who's a naturopathic awesome. doctor. Yes. Yeah, her story is fantastic. And so really the idea of bringing different guests on from different backgrounds and different walks of life is the the theory I have is that the role that church has played in our lives as a society over the generations is such an important role of bringing people together, uh, helping people cope with the difficult things of life, and then giving people hope and and lessons and wisdom um, that will help them to live the best life they can and to love one another. Yes. And a lot of us have drifted away from church, from traditional, like sitting in, in church on a Sunday morning in a pew and singing the hymns and and connecting in that way, but we still have those needs. We still all have those needs. We still all need to have something that will help us through the difficult times in our life. We still all need emotional and spiritual and mental healing from wounds or from traumas, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, for people who maybe don't relate to a specific faith tradition in the form of like a, a religion, like going to church on Sunday, how do you get that? And I think for a lot of people it's lost and it's not something that's that that cup isn't filled up very frequently for them anymore. So that's where I want this podcast to come into people's lives and offer some real value in the form of some really interesting stories and inspiration. So um, 
I, I know by now people are probably thinking, so what is Corey's story and what, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what does exactly. she do? And that's what you're here to share. So, um, so tell me a little bit about like your, your background and whether that includes like a religious or faith kind of tradition or not. I don't know because I don't know you super well. Yeah. Um, and then we'll get into just like what, the work that you're doing now and, and how you support people. Okay, um, sure. I definitely came from a Christian background. I didn't grow up going to church every Sunday, but I definitely had grandma, grandparents that did, and I was part of like a, a Christian Calvinette group, it was called. And okay. I was I went every Monday night we got together, and you know we wore our navy blue skirts and our white blouses, and we would get together and learn about the Bible and, and just even learn things about you know makeup and that kind of stuff. So we did, I was very on the Christian path and still am. Um, but as I got older, you know, you, you would, I, religion would come into play and you'd look at different things and you'd be like, okay, well, who's right? You know, right. that was a struggle for me. And, uh, I'm like, well, you got this religion, you got this religion and this religion. And I really was struggling. I got to a point where I was actually really angry. <laughs> so I was like, who's right? You know, and I felt like everything was put in a fear path. Right. So I was like, well, if I don't listen to this religion, then, you know, I might go to the hell, you know, or, you know, if <laughs> I don't listen, fiery yeah, place. exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, I would look at all these different, uh, religions and be really frustrated where, which path was mine. Mm. So then I stepped out and I said, okay, God, we need to have a talk. <laughs> so what kind of, what age of, uh, was, you, was okay. this happening for you at like okay. teenage years or early adult years? So actually I was about, I mean, for years from the time I was young, I remember struggling with you know, what's the truth. But when I was about 34, I really, really started to battle. Oh, really? Yeah. And I, I think just all the news, you hear news and now everybody's opinions and mm. it really started to make me struggle. So there wasn't like a, a specific event or something that was going on in your life personally that, that brought that up for you or was it both? It was, it was kind of a combination for sure. Yeah. Um, to be honest, we actually had some spirit visiting us in the home mm. and I was wondering, how do I deal with this? Hmm. And all my life, I grew up with spirit. So my parents are very open to spirit. Mm -hmm. uh, my first um, witnessing was I was four years old that I remember. Wow. So tell me about that memory. Okay. So I remember laying in bed and we had moved into a fairly new place at that time. And uh, I kept saying, mom, there's this, this old lady. She keeps tucking my feet in every night. My mom's like, there's no old lady here. I'm like, no, there's no lady. But my dad had had many witnesses of spirit over his time and see spirit as well, but was always scared of it. Yeah. So they didn't think, you know, I was crazy. They just didn't know how to deal with it. Right. So my mom was talking to the neighbor one day and they said, uh, well, there was an old lady that passed away there. And my mom's like, oh, okay. And every night this lady would tuck me in and I didn't like it. So, so would you see her or would you just yes. kind of feel that she's there? Like you'd see, see her. What did she her. look like? She was, uh, she was a fairly petite woman, you know, I'd say she was like that five, four, five, five. And she, yeah, she was just very like grandma-ish, right? Very grandma. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, she would always have her nightgown on and she would always be talking just my feet, always my feet. Interesting. So my parents said, well, let's switch rooms with your brothers and yeah. see, yeah. you know? And so she did, she switched my room and I never had another problem. So that lady never left that room, but my brothers didn't feel her. They didn't experience yeah. that. Yeah. So, wow. yeah. So definitely I grew up seeing spirit my entire life. So you had other like specific examples in other physical places and other points in your life? Yeah, a lot in our home. Yeah. And I think because my dad saw as well. Mm. So we had a lot of stuff 
happening there. And we had lots of different experiences for sure. My dad was always very scared, very nervous around them. And it would kind of just freak him out. Yeah. So um, I always say when I came out of the spiritual closet <laughs> and, uh, you know, let more people know that yeah. I was actually able to see, but not only see, I can talk, I can exchange messages with spirit. Absolutely. Wow. When did, when did that first, um, when did you first realize that that was something that you could do? Well, I would say I always kind of was doing it, but not really realizing until, um, I actually had my husband's grandmother step in and I'd never met her. She was gone before I was around and she kind of sat down, had a little, little visit with me one day and I felt like, holy, am I, am I going crazy? <laughs> you know? And she kind of told me some stuff that I, I wouldn't have known that I didn't know. And huh. so I kind of passed along to my husband and then my husband passed along to his parents and they're all like, what? So it was, that's kind of when I first realized that, okay, so all the time I'm like talking to my grandpa or I'm talking to my great grandmother or whatever. I'm thinking, well, it's just me. I don't know. I didn't know what to think. I just thought, mm. well, I'm making this stuff up in my head. You know, like I, I didn't know what I yeah. thought. And then as I started talking to spirit and didn't know them, and I was able to pull pieces that I had no idea about, then it was, oh, there's something to this. Yeah. Wow. I'm, so I'm, I have never experienced anything like that. And I think most people probably haven't. So uh, most people would probably be really curious as I am about what that experiences like what that feels like so when you uh when you talk about receiving information does it just kind of land in your consciousness where all of a sudden you just like you're hearing specific words or you just have like a knowledge of something and that information is all of a sudden just in your awareness like how it would you describe that yeah basically it's like that it's just okay. in your awareness right so when a, when a spirit comes through to me i always say a spirit comes through in three ways for me so one they'll show up in their physical presence how they were here on earth and so I will describe what that looks like. Mm. And then sometimes they come through and they make me feel how they passed so that we can kind of click into who it might be. And another piece that they will give me is words. And they'll talk, like literally put words basically in, into my mind. And wow. and then I write them down. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the more open your client is, the more will come through. So they are a, uh, an integral part of channeling that Yes. That information. So if you have somebody that comes in and I've, trust me, had this numerous times and men are probably the, the worst sometimes they'll come in and they're very close and their arms are crossed and yeah. they don't, you know, they yeah. just like, Oh yeah, you got to prove yourself kind of thing. And, and right. so every time I go into a session, I know I have to prove myself. Yeah. And, uh, and it is funny if they come in really closed, their messages are really vague because it's the energy, right? So if you keep your energy closed, it's hard for me to tap into the energies that want to be with you. Got it. But the minute you decide to open yourself up, yeah. and I've literally sat there and said to a few guys, okay, you know what? Take your coat off. Uncross your arms. Relax. Relax. Yeah. And then their messages are great and I can't get them to leave. So it's the opposite, right? Then, really? Yeah. So it's, and then they're like, wow, that was really great. Wow. And I'm like, I'm glad you enjoyed. But it's funny how if you come in close-minded, it's a lot harder to get right. the reading done. So... Just for people listening who aren't aware, this is something that you now are doing as a business. Yep. Correct? I consider so, myself a healing medium. A healing medium. So tell me a little bit, like, let's unpack that a little bit. And sure. then I want to go back to your story of, like, how you got to that Absolutely. point. Absolutely. But just so people understand kind of where we're going with the conversation and who you are. Yeah. Tell me about that, what that job is or, what like, what you do for people. So when, um, well, I do a few different things. First of all, I'm a healing medium, so... 
I have people sit at my table and I connect with their spirits and their angels. I always say I'm here to help heal and direct. So, so many times people sit at my table and they'll be like, I didn't expect that spirit to come through. And I'm like, but do you have to heal with that spirit? And they'll be like, well, yeah, maybe. Mm. And so they don't expect some spirits to come through, but those are the ones that they really need to do the healing with. Okay. And then um, angels, our angels come in and they just, they're our direction. So quite often I'll have a reading and they'll come in and say, you're going down the wrong path, basically. Like, you're, you're just going to take a left turn instead of a right. Why are you going down this path? Or why do you keep going over this? You know, so those angels will just kind of give them direction and say, I've been giving you this sign, this sign, this sign, and you ain't listening. <laughs> and now I want to help direct you. Okay. So that's one piece that I do. Um, and the other piece that I do is um, intuitive meditation, I call it. So I take mm -hmm. meditation pieces that I've learned, but then I put my own intuitive spin on it. So the angels talk to me. So every class is very different. And I love teaching in the class. That's one of so my you, favorite things. So you have a, a physical space where you live. Um, Absolutely. You, that you've told me a little bit about before today. Um, tell us a little bit about that and how those classes work. So you'll gather like a group of... Group of, yeah, usually around that eight, okay. you know, eight ladies just because that's what it holds. Yeah. Um, and they come in and we do, you know, um, I have a what's called the sampler package basically right now. And, and when the first one we do is teaching them how to meditate because there's so many people that don't know how to breathe properly and mm. you know and and how to focus and so we I do little fun things like you know we're going to taste some chocolate and really focus on that chocolate and mm. the breath at the same time yeah. so you know the first class is a lot about just paying attention and then I take them on a body scan so they actually pay attention to how their body feels yeah um the second class out of the four I do negative energy removal and replacing that with the positive and how to, to work with that. The third class is all about what I call the heart chakra and the cords that are attached to your heart chakra and healing other people, including ourselves. And we also do another piece on unconditional love, hmm. knowing that we're not alone. And it's amazing wow. when you do those pieces, people are always like, I didn't expect to see that person in that light. I didn't know that they loved me unconditionally. Wow. So they don't even expect to see these people. Right. So it's kind of really cool going into that energy. Yeah. And then the last class I teach out of that group is manifesting what you want in your life and teaching people that when you focus on the things that are negative in your life, you only create the negative in your life. But when you decide you're going to focus on the positive, that is what you're going to create. Careful with your words. So I, I, I can completely understand why you would want to do that last because I imagine all the work of like stuck energy or blockages or mm -hmm. healing that needs to happen. Like how can you possibly go to work manifesting goodness and prosperity or whatever, like health, well-being, mm -hmm. whatever those goals are that a person has, how can you manifest them if there's all those blockages, if there's all this stuck energy and um, hurt that needs to be healed first, right? Yes, absolutely. So there is a there's a sequence to it. Yeah, for you. absolutely. And I've had many ladies in my class, and you sit there and you watch them, and they come in, and I, I had this one lady for sure, and she came in and she just looked really sad and dark from the very first class, and by the end she was, I, there was just this whole new light to her, and it's like mm. she said, "Thank you so much. You have no idea what you did." And I said, "I didn't do it. You did. I just helped guide you through it." Right. You know. But she, it was amazing to watch. So we did. We go through each step. And then they get a week to like focus on that step, mm. right? So we move into the next. So you are equipped with some understanding of techniques and methodology or modalities is maybe a better word too, that help that, uh, that energy or that healing and the love flow. But 
you see yourself as kind of more of just a, a conduit for it. Yes, absolutely. But at the same time, like you, like I said, you have to have, it, there's a skill set involved. Yeah. And so how did you learn to do what you, so now this, this is the part we're going to go back and rewind to your story. You, you definitely sound like you've had a sensitivity to uh, energy your whole life. Absolutely. And you've been like visited by spirit and have that ability to, to communicate. Um, so that's a gift how did the skill part of it kind of come along or how did you go from that four-year-old experiencing all of that to now and what you offer to people? Well, well, like I said, I mean, I guess I had that great experience with my um, husband's grandmother, but from then I was like, okay, what do I do with this? Right. Yeah. You know? And so I said, and trust me, I didn't go in lightly. You know, I was very nervous. Um, telling people that you can talk to their loved ones on the other side is maybe not the easiest thing to do. And, <laughs> and, you know, and a lot of people are very judgmental on that I'm and they sure. think it's a very negative thing and it's actually a very beautiful healing thing. So I had, trust me, many points where I was like, okay, is this like, I pray, Oh, I pray and I pray and I pray. I'm like, okay, God, is this safe? You know, is this safe before I go on to the next step and figuring this out? And, and, I asked for many signs, many signs, and they all got answered. And people laugh at me when I like to tell a story. But I, I took my Bible the one day. I'm like, okay, okay, God, we need to have a chat. And I'm like, if this is meant to be and if it's safe for me, you know, um, I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to open up my Bible. And the first thing I touch is God explain to me that this is safe. So I did that exact thing. And when I looked down, it said spiritual gifts. That's what I was on. Wow. And of course, I asked for many different um, signs after that because I was very nervous. Yeah. And the very last sign I feel I got before I went forward was I had opened up my Bible, did the same thing. And then Jesus was talking to the townspeople and said, how many signs do you need? That's literally what the scriptures <laughs> are. And so then I laughed wow. and I'm like, okay, so, you know, Jesus got a sense of humor too. So it was great. So that I finally said, okay, I'm going to step outside the spiritual closet. And, you know, you don't know what, what kind of... I like that term because... I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you. No, but that's it's, fine. It is like, and uh, so we live in a very small rural community for anyone listening who's like, where's Basha, Alberta? Where is that? Yeah. It is a very small town. It's, um, I, I think that it's safe to say that the majority of the of people have fairly conservative Christian views. And, and so you, as a Christian and someone who's in prayer, in conversation with God about whether you should even be, you know, exploring this, I could see that being looked at as like, she's crazy. Like, do you, what is, what, what do you, uh, what reactions have you had from people as you, as you do share more of that story? Because it, I can see how it is like being in the closet with either, you know, homosexuality or any, anything that's in yeah. the closet, anything that we hide that, um, we think there's going to, there's just a fear of, I'm going to be judged. If I, if I really truly allow myself to just be myself share my, my true self authentically with others, what's going to happen? Like, that's scary for everybody, no matter Absolutely. what it relates to. But yeah, so so you started to to tell more people in your life about this and I, what, what happened? I did. Well, and I hooked up with a, a friend of mine and um, she did energy work and she's the one that kind of like gave me that push of like reassurance and saying, you know, you should do this. This is definitely something people need this. And yeah. So I did. I basically like I stepped out there and I got an office with her and we, you know, um, I opened my doors and I threw it on Facebook. And that moment when I push share, you know, <laughs> that sick feeling goes through your system. Right. I hadn't really told very many people, my husband and um, 
so you put it out there and you do, you get all kinds of, you know, um, you get some that are very negative towards it and you get some that are like so excited about it. Right. So I find the people that came in very negative at the beginning have softened up a lot. That's good. Um, and, but I, you know, and so I, I, I put it out there and it, it just happened. And every time I, you know, you sit in those first sessions and you're so nervous, like, oh, and then they walk out and they're so happy and you're like, oh, okay, so I'm doing the right thing. You know, Jesus didn't let me down. I'm good. You know, and <laughs> so um, we, 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 your nervousness, was it, what is this client going to think and say, or was it, what if I can't access anything for this person? Or is it like, a, it was a mix? combination. Yeah. It was like, you know, you sit down there and every job, I guess you have to prove yourself, but I felt like. I have to tell them like secrets in their life that I shouldn't know, or I should have to tell them a piece that I wouldn't know about. And, you know, so then you get nervous. Like, am am I good enough? You know, and you you second guess yourself. And I had gone to actually, before I opened up my office, I'd gone to a course and it was just, it was basically a meditation healing course up in Edmonton. And it opened me up even more and it made, helped me with my healing. Hmm. And every time you go and do these retreats, it's amazing. You know, you just open up another piece to you that you didn't realize. And it opens up a lot more in my spiritual realm as well. Yeah. So that Well, no really doubt. The, the more you are having like just even a little seed of doubt or like, mm-hmm. am I good enough? Like that's getting in the way, right? Absolutely. That's like so this pushing filter fear that's out. in front of you that's not letting things come through that you could share with someone. Absolutely. So I've gotten a lot more relaxed with it now. Yeah. And I'm not as nervous when I go in. But, you know, you're always still a little nervous, you know, especially if your client is coming and you kind of feel the energy that they're nervous. And it's like, OK, we really got to work hard today, you know, but I I wouldn't deny any of it. I, I, I've learned to be very open and I say to my clients, whatever comes through, I'm not going to deny it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they don't know at that point what it means. And then a week later, I'll get a text and they're like, oh, my gosh, that was this or mom said it was this. So I've learned to never deny anything that comes through. Because you just don't know what I, it might... I always say I get the puzzle pieces, you get to put the puzzle together. Oh, that's a good analogy. Yeah. It is. So it it must be scary sometimes, um, not just like you described the nervousness of like, is this going to, is something going to come and what what's, how's this person going to receive it? But w- are there also times where you, you hear something or you ha- receive something, I guess, if that's the right word. And you're scared to share it with the person because it's really like scary information or like it might hurt them or. Well, so you kind of learn to filter. Um, you know, there's lots of, you know, maybe some secrets that will come up sometimes it's just because it's a healing piece. Um, and I will literally say, so where are we on the filtering end of things? I will ask my client. Mm, how much they want to know. How much do we want to work with today? Mm. And some will say, no, nope, bring it all to the table. And some will say, um, I'm not ready to talk to that that spirit. Oh, really? Yeah. So then we say, okay, that's fine. And we'll move that spirit along. I have a lot of people ask me all the time, have you ever not had somebody come through? And never. I've never had wow. it that we sit there and go, well, no spirits here today. So I'm, what, I'm, I'm curious how that opening up to that works for you. So in a session, you've never had someone not kind of visiting. Does that... To me, in my brain, that that makes me think like, well, they they must be just kind of coming to you constantly throughout the day, like what because there's no what is distinct about a session versus like us sitting here and having this podcast right now, or do you okay. do you just need to decide that you're open to receiving them? So I learned um, 
early on that you had to have, I had to have like, what was kind of like a closed sign. So I basically would say, nope, I'm not open for business right now, Spirit. Oh, okay. You're not, you're not coming in because um, they would. It was like constant. Um, so I learned that that I could have my open sign on. So when, I, but there are times before a client comes, the spirit is visiting me. So their spirit's already there, ready, you know, ready for the session. And there are times when I'm in a crowd and yeah, there will be things I pick up on. I try really hard to not because I mean, it takes over your life if you let it, mm. you know, but um, otherwise, you know, for the most part, I try and keep that close sign up when I'm, I'm not working, Got it. but it doesn't necessarily always work, but I do well, the best. I, I would think that would be really important just simply from the, the perspective of, um, self self care for you like it would be exhausting to to be on all the time yeah i know there's lots of people that will come in and you know be around me they're they're nervous around me because they think i'm going to read them uh, you know when i'm around them yeah. i'm like you guys have no idea this <laughs> this isn't something i just do all the time you know it is it does take a lot of energy right. so i don't i don't just continuously read somebody when they're in a room right so everybody can be calm. I don't do that. <laughs> so would you describe your this modality of work that you do as being a, like a medium or? Absolutely. Okay. So for people who aren't familiar with that, and I'm only familiar with it a very little bit because I've had one reading from a medium once um, a while ago after I was speaking of grief and loss, like our conversation with, with Bill last week, I was um, still like fresh in the early in the grieving process around a loss and really struggling to make sense of just a, a tragic death mm -hmm. um, that was so just out of nowhere. Uh, my dad's best friend had died in a plane crash and I was, it brought up so much stuff for me around my own mortality and my own, my own fear of dying and just so like so much existential angst and, and fear and, and, anxiety that I uh, was searching for some help support and solutions. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, Kelly, my wife had suggested, well, you should go and, and see this, this woman. And I was generally, I'm fairly like, I have a strong faith, but I am also a very rational, logical, like probably a lot of the men that you see that yep. show up with their arms crossed. Yep. So I was skeptical, but I, I did go and have a reading with her where she did, she did something, called um accessing the uh, akashic akashic, akashic records. records totally all over my head don't i really don't understand it still even but the experience with her was very powerful and it did bring me a lot of healing but um that was my only experience or interaction with someone who does that type of work like as a medium and to be like totally frank i still struggle with like i'm still even not sure where i stand on like what i believe around all that stuff and I struggle to receive it and and just because of my right brain, like my rational thinking brain needs to rationalize it all and, and make sense of it yeah. all. And I, and I don't know that you can. Like it's, I think for each person that um, that has those gifts, they have their own language around it and they have their own way of describing it that makes sense for them. Like for you, like putting up that closed sign, of it's, 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 something you're doing inside your head, right? Inside yes. your own energy and your spirit. And that's kind of like a visual for you that, that works. Yes. 
But for me, my brain's right away going like, but okay, but how does that work? Like, how does that physically yeah. work? And, yeah. and I don't think there's answers yeah. to a lot of those questions. I would agree. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, even when you go into a meditation class and, you know, I have a good friend of mine that she was trying to do the meditation. She's like, I, but I, I just can't, I can't, I'm trying to see what you want me to see. And then she almost stresses out because she's trying to see, doing your, doing your you wrong. know, and yeah. I'm like, there's no right or wrong answer, right? Yeah. But yeah, no, I, the, the, everybody sees different or thinks different and it is, it is a bit of a struggle. So clients know? who have a very literal brain, like mine are probably your hardest <laughs> clients to work with. Yeah, they they can be tough, but you know, I always say I'm always excited because by the end, I usually have shown them a piece and they've done some healing that they didn't expect. Mm. So then I'm like, okay, win, right? Even yeah. if you get a little yeah. piece and, and show them, yeah. you know, that there's some healing. And a lot of times there's there's almost like what I call an energy block in the brain, and that's why mm. the, you know. So you you start working at moving the energy, and there's and it can be stopped by healing. You know, like, because they haven't healed and they need to move forward and that energy is blocked. Mm. So they only think this way. But then as soon as you pick a little piece out. Then and their thinking itself yeah. even can start. To, then okay. it's like this, this energy just starts moving. That makes sense. So we're jumping all over the place in the conversation. That's always what we do. Just so you know, that's just normal. <laughs> but, um, I'm really curious how you would describe what, what is going on when someone experiences healing. Like whether it's a trauma, physical, emotional, mental trauma, whether it's just uh, the pain of a broken relationship or a loss, uh, grieving that's, that's experienced, that someone's experiencing pain from, how do you step into another human being's life and help healing to occur? And what is, what is that healing? Right. I mean, I find it's it's different for each each person for sure. When I come in to say like a reading and I'm working with them, um, I would say, well, you can just feel their energy. And I pick up on energy very easily, right? So I'm like, okay, you know what? There's this little piece that's coming through and we're going to work on that. And I'll just test their energy to see, are they ready for this piece? You know? Hmm. And sometimes you have to push people out of the comfort zone. Oh, and they're like, sure. well, I don't know if I want to deal with that. I'm like, but spirit does. So can we try? And it's funny, you know, you just kind of push, but I don't push too hard, but I'm like, okay, we're going to, we're going to try and work on this. It's no different in a meditation class. Everybody heals differently. And they'll, some people come in one class and say, oh, I didn't feel a lot in that one. But the next class is that piece of healing for them. But the first class was the piece of healing this other person needed. So I find, right. so I will trigger something. And that's why I would say mine's intuitive meditation, because I will take a class that I want to run and know we're moving negative energy and this is how we're doing it today. But when I start, it's like I will touch base on each person and I will start to feel their energy and know that they have to remove it differently. And I've had people say, every time you said something, I just had an experience in my body. Wow. And it's just because I'm picking up their energy. Right. So, so you're I, adapting the session. To each. Yeah. As and I always you go say, along. Yeah. You know, and, and there'll be a group of ladies and they're like, oh, that that's not the, you know, they were uncomfortable at first because they don't really know these people. And I'm like, but we're all, I always believe I have complete faith. The universe is just going to bring us what we need, right? Hmm. And, uh, you know, I try and push them to share a bit, but if they're not, you know, open to it. But every time you share, there's that healing too because this person over here that's really scared maybe had the exact same experience as this person, you know. So then yeah. that's another healing piece. And I find at the end of each session, I make them journey on their own and I'll pick a song. And some people say, some of the songs you pick are just powerful. And I said, well, actually, my daughter's helped me pick it, right? Um, one is called Skyscraper. You know, and, and everybody finds that really emotional one, you know, but it's mm. basically empowering yourself and don't hold yourself back. And, and 
So when we do this, I too go into a meditation and I don't, I don't lead them in that one. Okay. They're on their own. Just see what you see. Let your mind go. Know that you have more power, you know, than, than when you realize. And so when I do that, I make sure that I hit into everybody's energy and say to them, okay. And then when we're done, I'm like, okay, I'll go first. I'll share first. And yeah. I will tell them what I've seen in their energy, you know. And one time it was a lady that I kept seeing a bike with her. Well, she's getting ready to go on, on this bike race and hadn't started, you know, working out yet. So she was like, okay, that makes sense, you know. Huh. Um, you know, and then you'll see, I'll see one lady. I'm like, okay, well, you're climbing steps, but there's there's an escalator right beside you. And she's like, yep, I like to things take the hard way, you know. So it was all these pieces that I pick up on it and then it makes total sense. But I just tap into their energy just enough to get a little piece hmm. for each of them. So that's my intuitive part. Yeah. So sometimes it's just an image or like a feeling. Sometimes it's, it's images. A, yeah. For you, I'm extremely even. visual. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I feel too, right? I'll feel. Yeah. But, or you uh, mentioned that sometimes just words will come. Yep. Yeah. And you'll but, write those down or, the, yeah. or ask. And I find with the meditation, it's just... When I do meditation, it's it's visual. I will just see it, hmm. and then. But in uh, a reading, yes, there's words. Yeah. There's there's uh, all types of different things. Yeah. I'm I'm very intrigued and interested in meditation, and um, people listening might who live in this community will be interested to maybe know that you're going to be offering some some meditation uh, opportunities through our church. Correct. Yes, you absolutely. Want, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, well, um, I was talking with Jackie, and we decided that on May 28th, we're going to start doing it. And I do believe we said 8 o'clock, um, and it's going to be in the basement of the church. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's you know, come in and try it out. And, you know, I will be doing those four sessions that I talked about earlier, you know. So oh, awesome. we'll be working on teaching you right off the bat how to meditate. And then, we'll, then we're going to go into the negative removal and the finding, you know, healing others and yourself and yeah. love. And then manifesting what you want in your world. Awesome. You know, so those, that's the four so classes I'm going to teach. four-part series, yeah. and it's probably best to try to come to all four of those. Yeah, I, yeah. I do agree. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So people are like, well, can I skip one? Well, yeah. you can, but then you're missing that one healing piece. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that'll start on the 20, what was the date again? 28th. 28th. It's a Tuesday night. Yeah. And run every Tuesday night for four weeks. Absolutely. So anyone who's interested in checking that out, who's in the Basha area, you can get more information uh, probably through Facebook would be one easy way through the, yeah. if you just look up the Basha United Church and get in touch with us. Um, or if they could contact you, I'm sure that would be an option. Yeah, too, I also have like a Divine Wisdom page. Okay. And so that's on, on my Facebook. Yeah. Divine Wisdom. Yeah. Okay. Is that the best place for people to get in touch with you? Yeah, it is actually. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, this is kind of a point where we could go longer or we could kind of wrap up the conversation. But there, I just feel like there's so many more things that um, I'm curious about in the work that you do that we could talk for a long, long time. <laughs> one, okay, I am going to ask you one more question because I do think it's an important part to just my own curiosity around uh, spirits and energy work. Because uh, we've had some, I don't know if Kelly's told you, we've had some weird things go on in our house. And me being the skeptic that I am, I, I struggle with just... The, this idea that like oh there's just a spirit in our house and maybe maybe there is or maybe there's some other physical explanation to the weird stuff that's happened but i i would love to hear your thoughts on what happens the moment that a human being passes away and what what is going on with this 
um, division between this world and what you describe as the other side. Yes. Or how like how would you describe the the afterlife, death, heaven? So what what resonates for you as as true? So what <clears throat> what I go from, and like I always say, I don't have all the answers, but from what spirit shows me, <clears throat> is a lot of them. Soon as even I say like if in the unconscious state, so somebody that's been sick or battling cancer or whatever, once they're in that unconscious state, their soul kind of it lifts out. And, and they can just, they, a lot of times will hover over and just see the family supporting them. Um, and it depends on the spirit. Some spirits, you know, are nervous and, you know, they'll come out and there's like a, this white light and, and they will go right to the white light. They won't even know that they can hang around and see the family. Each spirit is very different. Um, I would say what they were here, they are there. And so, but then there's the times where if it's a tragic passing, sometimes they don't move on right away. So you can have spirits that get stuck or spirits that are, yeah. Um, I one time had a lady that was, she had passed and she could just clung on to me. She knew me. So she kind of clung on cause she's like, I need to tell my family things. You know, I, they need to know this cause her passing was sudden and unexpected. And you know, you need to do these things for me. You know, she kind of sucked the life out of me actually a little bit, but you know, and it was like, okay, absolutely. You know, I will help your family. Once I was able to help them, or heal what needed to be healed, then she moved on, no problem. Hmm. So there, there is the parts where they can get stuck. So in that moving on then, moving on to what or to where? Or what do you, how do you... So how I see it is I always say we move over onto the other side. Hmm. And I always say, yes, it's beautiful. But I always say there's many layers to the other side. Um, that's how I see it. And I, I do believe in reincarnation. I believe that we are here, our souls come to earth more than once. And just from what I see. And so I see that the other side is a beautiful place and for healing and love and, and understanding, but they still have what I call the filing cabinet and they're going through, okay, what did I learn in that life? And what do I need to learn? And what do I need to heal to move on? And, and so I always feel like I'm that mediator for them to be like, okay, I need to heal this or my family needs to be healed from this. Mm. And that's where I come in. So, you know, you know, a reading, I always say when you come to me as the healing medium, don't expect it to be all fluffy because it's going to be, okay, he wants to, you know, pass along this message to you and, and we need to heal this piece. And, but when they leave, they feel a lot better. So I'm sure there's all, all oftentimes, probably always, um, kind of homework or like there's, there's a message that you maybe are passing on to someone, but then there's like that, that in itself doesn't complete the healing does it like in my mind healing from uh some type of spiritual uh or mental or any type of wound uh or hurt requires like you gotta you gotta work at that yep. like you especially i mean most of the stuff that people need to heal involves relationships yes and so it's like you know someone hurts you and the moment you experience forgiveness it's often that's the beginning of a journey of healing not the exactly. healing itself right exactly. yeah so when someone passes along or our spirit you know has information for you to to share with someone or someone comes in as a client and, and you have has a session with you um what does it typically look like the the aftermath of that and them them walking back into their life and and working at that healing to to build on what you helped them with well that's a good question um i mean i'd have to i guess talk with people that i've been with 
you know, I'm close to, because otherwise I wouldn't really For know. Sure. But um, a lot of people will say that they when they leave, some people are just like, I, I shouldn't even be driving. So they, <laughs> their mind is, you know, messed up or, and even with the meditation, same thing, they can be very emotional when they leave. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they just lighter, a lot lighter. Mm. Um, and then that can feel really good for about, you know, the first few days or a week or even a month for some people. But then real life hits them again and then they start to just go in that downward spiral. And back so, into the pattern. Absolutely. Yeah. And so people will either book another session or come to one of my meditation classes or something to, to you know, help themselves. Um, but some, you know, you, I, I just say keep taking care of yourself, you know, spiritually. Spiritually yeah. keep taking care of yourself. Yeah. Um, I highly recommend the meditation as much as possible because um, that's a huge healing property that people yeah. don't realize, even right down to the oxygen that's healing your body. For sure. You know, you got the mental stuff, but you also got the physical stuff that it helps yeah. with. And, but yeah, I would say that when people leave my office, they're usually on a high. Um, and then, but then their day, their own personal practice and self-care needs to kind of kick in. Absolutely. Hmm. So I'm like, that's that first piece. Now, now you got to keep rolling with it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So what would be your kind of vision or goal of how you see your, your business and the work that you're doing, uh, evolving over the next in a few years or what, what are you working at right now that you're excited about? Oh, I'm well we are actually so I, I'm running my first retreat I'm running it with Bridget Ponto she's a yoga instructor cool. from over by Heisler and she, you know so that's the next piece I keep every every day you know I went on a trip to Bali this year and we did um this is kind of like a healing yoga retreat and it was amazing and when I came out of that I said okay this is the year you know when we had to set set what is your word of the year and my word of the year is healing because I, we always have our own healing to do so that was my big piece in in Bali and then I came home and I picked a saying of the year and it's and it says if you are if you're not changing it you're choosing it hmm. so that's my saying of the year and it's up on the fridge and the kids can see it and everybody can see it so I was always that person that would hold myself back all the time and and be nervous to step out and now I, I promise myself this year you're gonna step forward you're going to step forward and every time you get an opportunity, you're going to take it Yeah. and it's going to take you out of your comfort zone, yeah. you know, and they always say like, if you're, you know, you don't can't change in the comfort zone. Yeah. Nothing's going to change yeah. if you stay in your comfort zone. It's where so, the exciting stuff happens. It's way out here. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I keep wanting to just keep going forward. So we're going to run mm-hmm. this retreat and it's going to be intuitive meditation. It's going to be yoga. Um, June 14th, if anybody's looking. That's <laughs> and, great. Um, out at your your place? No, we're actually running it at. It's called Pure Awareness. It's a retreat center just out by Winfield. Oh, cool! Yeah, it's got teepees and cabins. It's gonna be fun, and so I want to see my business grow in the fact that I can have help as many people as possible. I want. I love teaching meditation classes. I love helping people heal. I love people um, in general. I, I love doing it all, and so. I'm sure you, you wouldn't I, be you doing know, it if it there. wasn't for your love for people, right? Absolutely. Obviously. You know, and there's, you know, some people say to me, well, there's mediums out there that charge a lot more than you do. And I said, well, but I don't feel like not everybody can afford that. And I still want to help the people, you know. Um, so, I mean, I've had people come and say, I paid $400 for a medium for an hour. Wow. And I'm like, well, that's a little, that's a little excessive in my mind. You're not helping everybody. Then you're helping people that can afford it or you're making them broke to do that. Yeah. That's my personal opinion. Yeah. Not knocking people for doing it. I'm just, that's my personal opinion. Yeah. So my goal has always been, I want to help as many people as I can and try and keep it in a reasonable budget. Right. So that's yeah. what I want to keep doing 
going forward. But I was like, you know, my biggest dream, oh, my biggest dream is to have like a, a retreat center. And I could have, I've always seen these cabins at this retreat center where I can help couples. I really have a drive to help couples because mm. I feel that there's a lot of lost energy in couples these days and people just don't listen to each other. And so that's my, my main goal would probably yeah. be that being cool. able to help people like that. Oh, I love the energy work. That's awesome. Well, you're already doing so much, it sounds like, and there's it's kind of like the sky's the limit and where you could take it and all the different um, areas of human relationships and life that you could apply your gifts to. Um, it's really cool what you're doing, Corey, and I'm so glad that you're able to, to share your story and that you stepped out of the spiritual closet yeah. enough to have the you know bravery to to share with those around you in your life, what you're doing and offer it to, to clients and to impact a lot of people. It's really cool. Yeah, I love it. Thank you so much for sharing your story with well, us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is fun. Yeah. Thank you everybody for listening. And uh, again, just a reminder, go back through the last few episodes and um, we've had some just fantastic conversations lately on the show. So take some time, uh, subscribe to the podcast. And all that means is you'll get a little reminder each week when the new one goes up. Uh, usually I like to have it posted by Wednesday or Thursday of the week, um, but we do post one every week. Um, and by subscribing, then you'll make sure that you just get that little reminder of when it's available. And if you also could take just two seconds and give us a review and a rating down at the bottom, if you scroll through all the episodes uh, down at the bottom of the show listing on the podcast app, you can give us a rating and that would help us out greatly too as well as just sharing this uh, episode or the show in general with your friends and family. Uh, and most of all, we just appreciate you taking the time to join us. Uh, so thanks again for your time and for listening and be well. <laughs>